With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Live on ACN Track, welcome to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. Hello everyone, welcome to the show brought to you by Auto Owls, the best in the business. James Broadhurst with you and joining me is Callum Robson, Leia Ernest. How are you guys? Very, very good. Very good. Excellent. Good to have you on the show. As always, another big couple of nights of racing, three big nights of racing up ahead of us, starting at the Mandra tonight, the Thursday night program. Oriental Owen. It's Owen time. Well, he is going for his 50th win here. Jumping out of box four does all right. So we'll see if tonight is the night. Indeed. A historic moment. Take two. Obviously, uh, when he went for the 50th couple of uh, run, uh, weeks ago, wasn't able to, to do the job, Cal. But uh, is this time going to be different tonight? Can he do it? Can he crack the 50? Oriental Owen. Well, it's a very interesting race. He comes up against an all-row silver keeping. Those two used to go in the free-for-alls and uh, be very competitive together, but I don't think silver keeping's going as well. Um, the dogs two around him, so Shimbona Pride in three and uh, uh, Shimbona Spirit in five aren't necessarily that quick at beginners. So Oriental Owen's going to get enough room at the start to be able to muster through. I actually prefer him from odd boxes. Um, it's a little. It's another one of my theories that I've, uh, <laughs> right. that I've gone back and looked at him. I think he jumps better from odd boxes, which means he's going in first. And he's got a bit of time to settle in. Okay. Um, so when I went back and looked, I was trying to work out when he jumps and when he doesn't jump. Uh, he didn't jump last time, but that was an odd box. But um, my theory is he likes odd boxes. But in saying that, he gets his chance here. Uh, two Akali should lead him. Happy Rage, very good last start, uh, pinging out of the boxes. So he's going to have to be on his best. But on the balance of probability, I think he gets his 50th win. All right, that's race seven tonight at uh, Mandra. Uh, that's an 11-race program, by the way, down there at Mandra tonight. Hopefully, this time round, Oriental can, can crack the 50th. That'll be uh, something to look forward to indeed. Friday night, also at Mandra. What's happening down there, layout? Well, it is shaping up to be a very interesting race. We do have Campini returning after a three-month break. We will be having a chat to Peter Cameron later on. Now... He is rivaling against his kennel mate, Quartararo, a very, very good chance here as well. In the mix, Jackson County won his last two. And now Yunderup Magic, we had a lot of discussion around her last week when we had Andrew McLaren on the show. She did run fifth at Cannington, but is a completely different greyhound at Mandra. Is it safe to say we can expect a much better run from her tomorrow? Oh, I think we can for sure. Uh, Yandra Magic there. That's right. This is so. This is race seven tomorrow night at uh, at Mandra, the uh, four ninety free to all. As you mentioned, big news: Campini coming back. A uh, lot of good dogs though in this race. Cal, how's this this one shaping up? Well, it's a very good race, and it's a very tricky map early. Yandra Magic last time at Mandra, two starts ago, didn't get the start awfully right, but was blessed with box once, uh, booted up, and ran really quick time. Definitely going to have to get the start right here because one uh, the dog in one Jackson County has been beginning very well and likes mm. to push up the track. 
Uh, he's my Mac in two walks out of the boxes. So I think there's good room for Campini to get down to the fence there. Boot up. There's a lot of wide runners in this race. Quarteraro and Kettleby Hero will stay off at all times. Campini should get the fence um, pretty by himself almost in this race, except Yonder Up Magic. But Yonder Up Magic does slightly get off in the straight. So Campini's going to get the run there. Uh, it's whether he's going well enough, and you've got to take a bit of a chance at the start. But I think he's definitely the one to beat in this race. Quiro and Yonder Up Magic at the start and getting across. And I think Quarteraro's probably the danger. Uh, the dog can fly home in incredible time. And clear running, which he should get here. Incredible heroes, quick beginner and stay wide. I think Quarteraro, the vacancy inside, gets room to move. And I think we might see a Campini versus Quarteraro at the end of the race. That would be something for sure. Campini, obviously, every time he goes around, always draws a lot of the attention and possibly a lot of the prices. First up for a long time, is he going to go in this race unders here, do you think? Well, I think the corporates are probably opening him up unders because it's Campini, the name. Mm-hmm. He's probably not going at his best, so they're probably going to price it like he is. So uh, whether you get the price to back him is another question, but um, it's a good chance in this race, in my opinion. What about, Leia mentioned uh, this dog, Jackson County. Uh, I think think from an unfashionable kennel maybe uh but uh, i think a little bit of a smoky here based just based on the the form uh, bringing into this race yeah it's completely up in grade here i'm it not is. sure it's completely suited to box one either and i think if incredible hero leads it i don't think jackson county can run it down so uh, i don't necessarily like the chance of J- jackson county in this race all right okay it will probably go out at, at uh, long odds anyway but that's the that's the free to all with uh, the champ, Campini, uh, making his long awaited return. Been looking forward to seeing him back, and hopefully, he can uh, kick on there, Campini. Uh, what about uh, the next race, uh, Leah? This one shapes up as a good one as well. It does another cracker here, James. Race 8 is the Mayolo construction over the 405. Some runners to take note of Mermaid Manelli, drawn out of box two, tandem at pace, and Turbo Fun, who was a last start winner. Mermaid Manelli raced against Tough Company in the Spring Gift Heats last week over the 520, but dropping back to the 405. I believe she can win if she leads. What are your thoughts? Yeah, totally agree. If she leads, she does uh, absolutely brain them. Hasn't, as we mentioned previously on this show, hasn't been jumping quite as well as she has been previously, but does return to this 405 where she is the queen. Kel, does she get rolled here or not? Um, It's a hard one to know. I don't think she's jumping as well as she can at the moment which does make me want to take her on because I just know she'll be very short in the market. There are a lot of good dogs in this race. Quara uh, Xavier want the fence from three. Uh, Kenny Bandito's beginning really well and wants wide. So there's potential there for a bit of a sandwich for Mervyn Minnelli if she doesn't step or ping out of the boxes. Uh, tandem at pace will be get back, run on. Um, I think if I was to have a bet here and depending on prices, I might go with the Mauritian Jet. I think the dog's the best dog in the race. Has gone... What? Whoa! The best dog in the race. Yeah. Okay. Has gone twenty two thirty nine over the four oh five, which is rapid. I think he's suited out wide. He'll stay wide. Um, this needs to be in better than Royce Minnelli, who likes to go wide too. And I think if he lobbed on the back of Mermaid Minnelli, uh, he'd definitely be getting over the top of Mermaid Minnelli late. Mauritian Jet is better than Mermaid Minnelli over the four oh five. If I if it was a speed star type event, I couldn't get enough on um, Mauritian Jet. Okay. All right. That's. High praise indeed. So Mauritian Jet's the one you're going for, or you're it, one you're, you're putting your money on on Friday night. If it's a yeah, if it's a if it's a good price. Okay, if it's a good price. All right. Well, I you know Mermaid's record over the four hundred five is absolutely superb. So 
Oh, danger. Will Robinson backing against Mermaid over the 405. All right, Leia, what have we got coming up at headquarters? Cannington. Cannington on, on Saturday. Saturday, yeah. Saturday, we have the spring gift final. Now, Tommy Shelby, of course, one of our very best, well, maybe not in Callum's. He's <laughs> <laughs> tame team Flake Minnelli, but uh, Tommy Shelby, definitely a very, very exciting race here to look forward to, especially after he clocked a new PB of 29 and 51 last week. Yeah, certainly did. Uh, I think Tommy may have been tuning in and heard Kel's comments <laughs> about uh, him last week and just thought, okay, Kel, well, let's see. And then there's just uh, romped out a personal best time in the heats last week. In fact, we might go back and have a listen to that race. And the guns are out and Tommy Shelby exploded away. Out by five lengths in second place was Kirtley. Then followed by more deductions. Pixie Minnelli back on the inside. Sir Monty Gray Sally as they swing onto the corner and Tommy Shelby. He is flying. He's out by six on more deductions. He swings. Another little bit of money going into the pockets of Troy Donaldson and he wins by three. 29.52. Second... There we go. Uh, Tommy Shelby. Two more deductions did make a bit of ground late, but uh, Tommy always had them covered. Showed... Uh, some good early speed uh, in his heat run there, Cal. Did come out of the box is absolutely humming, which is not always the case with Tommy Shelby. He can take a couple of steps to get going. If he repeats the pinging, which he doesn't do often, um, he'll be fine in the front and winning this race. But I think on the balance of probability, I think he's got a really tricky map here. Um, Starbook, who's a regular uh, we talk about on this show, mm. loves to go wide, has drawn box two and is really quick early. Um, I'd say the dog's quicker than Tommy Shelby. I think he wants to push up the track. Chevy's entry is another dog that's rapid and will be happy to stay on the outside of Starbook and match it all the way out wide. Kiss me then is a good beginner. Um, and then leaves Tommy Shelby. Tommy Shelby could be six wide, buffeting with the other dogs. Fernando Starr in the in his last three has come out and been running sub 550 early in all three of those races. So this, there's a lot of speed, which... Left me with the uh, the one dog, more deductions. I really liked the run last week. I thought it was taking ground off Tommy Shelby late. Had to loop them three wide around the home bend, uh, stop um, momentum around that home bend too, and was uh, gaining on Tommy Shelby with Starbuck in two. Likes to drift out and use a lot of the track. So does Chevy's entry. I think more deductions has been a really consistent beginner around the 550 range. Just gets that inside run. And if there is any trouble, Tommy Shelby wouldn't be able to run a downer dog like more deductions in this type of race. So I think more deductions can get the right map here and... Um, be the winner. Uh, yeah, agreed. More deductions is a dog that we're kind of we're kind of sweating on seeing a, a really good result from this greyhound. Tommy in box five certainly does raise uh, probably some more question marks than we're used to uh, with him going into the in, into uh, into an event. But look, this dog just continues to find ways and defy. The analysis and uh, the way things should pan out, doesn't he? So, uh, you know, as much as I agree with you, yes, there possibly are some some uh, dangers for him here. He, he just uh, continues to find a way. Yeah, well, he's a proper race dog, and every time I take him on because of the map, it's going to be bad. He finds a way to loop them and win. But um, I'm assuming he opens up really short here, and then I'm going to be forced to take him on. All right. M- more importantly than than... Tommy actually winning the spring gift, if he does manage to, and get the trophy and the prize money and all that. More importantly than that, Cal, if he does find a way to win this race, will you, in your opinion, dub him as the best dog in WA? Because I think that's the crown that Tommy's after. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I'd probably be forced to if he <laughs> if he found a way in this race. I think um, he would definitely go. 
Um, and I'd yeah, I'd be interested to see if Steve Withers we could do a a little charity bet. Uh, if Tommy Shelby wins, I'll donate a hundred dollars to the charity, and if uh, Tommy Shelby loses, he can donate a hundred dollars to the charity. All right, so. I think we're, we're we're definitely going to think it. One quick one before we go to a break, guys. Uh, another big race, race three, mixed four five over the five twenty. This one looks okay. Pixie Minnelli out of box one. Is it going to take advantage of the uh, the lower grade here? Well, it's drawn a good box. Still a little disappointed with last start. Uh, Regal Twist and Fab's Excise were very good last start. I thought they could be a big danger to uh, Pixie Minnelli. All right. Uh, we're going to take a short break, catch up with Peter Cameron, part owner of Campini. But before that... We do have a message from our sponsors. Auto Gals are the best in the business. They're a 24-hour car service located at Seven Oaks Street in Bentley, only a stone's throw away from Tab Touch Park Cannington for all your mechanical and auto electrical as well as air conditioning services. You can call them on 6220-7507 or visit autoowls.com.au. Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. Welcome back to the show. Well, very exciting. We've got one of the best in the business coming back to the track this Friday night, Campini, and we've got the owner, or one part owner of Campini with us, uh, Peter Cameron. How are you, Pete? Going well, thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, pleasure to have you on. You must be very excited to get this greyhound back on the track. Yeah, we are looking forward to seeing him back out there. It's been um, been quite a while. He's had a few little niggles, which uh, have taken a, a bit of time to heal. So it will be good to see him back out there racing. Now, Peter, we've heard whispers around that he has been trialling well, but apparently does not like traffic. And with close to a full field, what can we expect? Where do you hear those whispers? Oh, and I don't. Callum? <laughs> no one in here. <laughs> it sounds like it came from Callum. You've uh, got a, you've got a leak well. in the camp, mate. <laughs> he's he's never liked a lot of traffic, obviously, and always been mad for the rails. So he's drawn inside. So as long as he can find the fence early, he should go quite well. But um, he's up against, I think, Quartararo's in that race too. So it's not going to be easy for sure. I actually thought he mapped quite well here with the, the one wanting to use a bit of the track. I think the one will get off the fence, and he's my max of slow beginner. So I thought he could get in behind them and get the fence all to himself. You've got Quartararo, who races wide, incredible hero who will race wide. I thought there wasn't going to be much traffic on the fence, and I thought we could potentially see Campini winning. Whoa, big statement right. from Callum. <laughs> yeah, I can see that happening too. And um, like I said, he likes to be drawn close to the rails. He's, he's going pretty good. Uh, probably not... At his absolute best just yet, but um, yeah, he, he's got to be a chance if think if he gets things to suit. If you've got Callum on board uh, with Campini, mate, that is some kind of uh, the, the moons have aligned here. I'm not sure what's going on there, but look in general, the, this greyhound uh, obviously super exciting track record at Cannington over the 520 uh, set that in January. Uh, all the potential in the world. Have we? And he maybe hasn't quite fulfilled that. Is that a fair assessment? It's probably a fair assessment. I mean, he's got a heap of talent and he's very fast. He just needs things to suit, really. Um, so he needs that bit of room and he needs to be drawn close to the fence. Uh, he's not blessed with uh, early speed, so he's generally coming from behind them. So he does need a bit of luck. 
Um, but it's very hard to find a dog that can do everything, you know. So uh, he's been he's been great for us. Like you said, track record holder, uh, Melbourne Cup finalist last year. Um, so he's been pretty good fun. Yeah, everyone talks about he's been a bit underwhelming, but he did make a Melbourne Cup final. Uh, I assume you went across with it. I know Ryan did. Can you tell us how that was, being in the Cup final and even on the day? Was it, was it a really nerve-wracking day or were you just going in with it uh, hoping and um, hoping that you could do well? Yeah, we all went across. I was across there with Ryan and, uh, and George, who's the other part owner. Um, so the build-up was pretty big. The phone was ringing a fair bit that week. Uh, and we were lucky enough to have drawn box one. So we actually thought we were a genuine chance after his heat win, um, where he ran past Shimmer Shine and, and won in really quick time. So um, I think he started second favourite. Uh, the build-up was big. And then as soon as they jumped, I was pretty happy initially. And then um, Whiskey Riot just sort of cut across to the fence and he checked off heels and that was it. It was all over after about 100 metres, unfortunately. But... Uh, it was still great fun, and hopefully we can get back there and do it again sometime. Yeah, indeed. Uh, looking forward to seeing Campini getting a, a, a solid campaign in this time round. Not all about Campini, though, Pete. A couple of other, or well, several other really good dogs uh, you've got at the moment. Uh, some of those are a Tandemate Pace, all zipped up. We the People. Uh, got a decent spread of uh, handy dogs at the moment. Yeah, we do. It probably hasn't been, um, or they haven't been racing quite as much as we would have liked. Um, all zipped up. He's been going great. He's won, I think he's won five in a row now and gone through his grades pretty quick. So uh, it might be starting to get a bit tough for him now in the top grades. But um, it'd be nice to get sort of Campini back uh, and get with the people racing consistently over a bit longer and um, have a few more on the track. There's a lot of young ones over east as well, which will be coming back soon. So should be exciting the next six to 12 months. Tandem at pace uh, has come through the ranks, got up to free-to-all level now. The record of this dog's been really good, really consistent chaser. Yeah, he always um, always does his best anyway, and I think he's, he may have only missed a place once in you know, 13 or 14 starts, I think it is. So uh, He's a great dog to own. He's owned by the same bunch of boys that own Vanderwarp. Um, so we rolled some money from Vanderwarp into this new pup, and, um, and he's been good. Paul's got him going going pretty well. He's another one that likes the fence, um, but he's only young and he's always about the place, so he should be a lot of fun over the next couple of years. Will he get over the 520? I don't know, really. Um, we've never actually tried him. We always sort of thought he was probably more a 400-metre dog. Uh, and while he's going well and, and earning sort of every start, there's no real rush to, to change things, so I, I couldn't actually tell you. You mentioned Vanderwarp there. One of the Pretty good dogs you've had previously. Uh, you've had a pretty decent run with uh, with Greyhounds, haven't you, Pete? Uh, Vanderwarp, Crop Duster, Manja Gordup, all of these dogs uh, showed a lot of ability and, and won a lot of races on the track. Yeah, it has been. I have been pretty lucky. Um, generally, just tried to buy really well bred pups and bought them off uh, really well regarded breeders, and then I've had a bit of luck along the way too. So. Um, those ones, uh, Mandjagurup and, and Crop Dust are obviously done now, uh, but both have had litters of pups, which are over east. So uh, hopefully they can produce something and uh, the ride can continue. We'll just see how we go. And Vanderwarp, of course, you, you won the Group 2 Bendigo Cup. Uh, that was with your group of schoolmates. Uh, how many people involved in, in that syndicate? 
I think there's 17 of us, and wow. a number of them were first-time owners. All, um, I think almost all of them ex, ex-Wesley leavers uh, and schoolmates from from way back. So um, that was a heap of fun. Uh, lucky enough to buy him as a pup off, off Linda and Chris and just happened to choose the um, the fastest one in the litter, which was nice, and uh, he gave us a pretty good ride. Um, he's got some pups about to start hitting the track in the next little bit, so look forward to seeing how they go. There's been some good early reports on them, so we'll cross the fingers. The same guys involved in the pups there? Uh, we own some of them, uh, but not all of them, so yeah. Yeah, okay. The, the ride can continue. I imagine when you guys get together, uh, and certainly that Bendigo Cup, but but on other occasions as well, uh, when you win, the celebrations are pretty uh, strong, I'd imagine. That is correct, yeah. I remember one of the boys' um, engagement parties, we kind of stopped proceedings to watch Van der Waal at Cannington one night, <laughs> uh, and with a few beers under the belt, everyone went crazy after he, he led all the way and won that night, so... It is good fun. It's the best, probably the best thing about owning dogs is doing it with your good mates. Uh, and we've been lucky enough to have some fun with him and, and a few others. So it's been good. Yeah, I, I, do, I do love the story about behind the naming of that dog as well. Just fill us in on that one. Uh, he was named after a sprinter from our school years, basically. One of the fastest guys you'll ever see. Um, Steve Vanderwarp. And uh, he ended up being an athletics coach over in the US, so... That's where the name came from. Absolutely sensational. Love that tie back. Now, uh, speaking of athletics, mate, you're pretty athletic yourself. You've got the gym there, uh, fine-tuned fitness. Obviously, over here in WA, we've come out of the COVID restrictions a lot uh, quicker than a lot of the other states, which we're very thankful for. But imagine that period would have been a little bit uh, concerning for yourself and your business. I think that's probably the case for all small business owners. It's a bit of a, a bit of a tough period having to close our doors there, but um, we are luckier than nearly uh, nearly any other spot in the whole world, to be honest. So uh, we're all back up and running. There's a couple of high-profile greyhound identities that come down to the gym. Uh, Ryan Levitsky is obviously one, and Luke Townsend's another. Really? So uh, we do get some of the boys down every now and then, which is good. What What does Ryan do when he's there? A race caller over Not here in much. WA. <laughs> Not much. Um, oh, I do a bit of cardio. I watch a bit of NBA most of the time. <laughs> Luke's down most Sundays uh, when when he gets a bit of time off work, which is not very often, so that's good too. Yeah, okay. Well, actually, we'll be catching up with uh, Luke later on the show, so we'll ask him about that. But, uh, no, great to have you back. And, obviously, uh, during that period you were shut down, dogs uh, would have provided a welcome distraction, I guess. Yeah, that's true. And uh, we're probably very lucky that um, everyone did everything they could to allow us to, to keep racing, really. Uh, it would have been a pretty pretty boring and uneventful time off work without the dogs to have some fun with. So very lucky in that regard. All right, very good. And just before we let you go, one prediction on uh, this the, the group of pups and dogs you've got coming through. What, what, what's one that we should be looking out for? Um, well, I'm excited. There's one Fernando Bale Starlight Shine dog that looks like it's going to be very, very quick um, early days and then pretty excited for the KC and all Manjagrood up litter which are about maybe a month off breaking in um, so hopefully there's something there and then the Fernando about crop dusters are only, only young so we'll see what happens down the track with them. Alright, plenty to look forward to for sure. Pete, thanks for, for joining us. All the best to campaign and the rest of your dogs uh, over the weekend. No worries, thanks for having me. Good stuff, Peter Cameron there. We're going to take a short break, and on the other side, we will be catching up with Luke. 
live on ACN Track. You're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. We are back and joining us is the main man out at the Chris House Kennel, the one who keeps things all together out there, Luke Townsend. How are you, sir? Yeah, good morning, guys. Yeah, I'm good. How are you? How are you all going? Excellent, excellent. Better for speaking to you. Obviously, uh, Luke, uh, you guys are taking in a very big contingent into this feature race on Saturday night. But before that, we want to talk about this fitness regime you've got going on with uh, Peter Cameron. He, he's let the cat out of the bag. You've been he's training in secret out there at his gym. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I, I go out every Sunday when no one's there. Um, <laughs> just I um yeah no yeah every Sunday I try and pop out there and, and do an hour or two on you know on uh, do do a bit of weights and uh, a bit of cardio and things like that. Yeah, no, just good. trying to keep a bit fit and healthy. Yeah, good stuff. Are you working harder than the dogs? Uh, probably not, but um, I'll, I'll get there eventually. All right, good stuff. Looking forward to seeing you uh, with your shirt off over summer and uh, displaying the results there, Luke. Um, oh, I'm, well, I'm a long way off that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good stuff. What about uh, what about this race, this, the Spring Gift? Obviously, got the four dogs uh, involved. Uh, not uncommon uh, for Chris House to have have a, a big contingent in, in a feature race. This one, though, looks a, a, a little bit tough for you, given you've got Tommy Shelby and, and some other dogs like a More Deduction Starbook as well. How, do, how are you reading this race? Yeah, no, it looks very tough on paper for us. Um, yeah, they, they all ran well last week. I was happy with the runs, especially Kiss Me Linda, back to some form again, and mm. she got the right run through and did everything right, and she was a super run last week. But um, this looks a lot tougher this week for all of our four. Um yeah, the the main two chances obviously Tommy Shelby. He'll be he'll be odds on favourite in the race, and more deductions is a huge hope off the Redwood Starbook in too. So they look to be the two main chances. But um, out of our four, I'd probably have to go with Kiss Me Linda or Fernando Star. You know, they're they're probably the the better two in the race, and Grace Ali just looks to get too far back, and and I'd probably prefer um, Kurt Lee off an inside draw to be some sort of place chance, but. Yeah, it looks tough, but uh, we're in it, so uh, hopefully we get a bit of luck on the night. Yeah, kiss me, Linda. You mentioned the, the win last week. Uh, every time, sort of dog it. Like every time you think, oh, look, she doesn't have another win in her, she just bobs up and and does it. Been a really good dog over a long period of time, hasn't she? Oh yeah, no, she's been awesome, and it's great to have the jockeys involved and um, Ryan Hill, the syndicate managers out there, almost every start and. Uh, he he absolutely loves it, and um, yeah, I, I don't think she's ever looked to be not never winning a race because she's always running around the you know the thirty flat thirty ten mark every week and and having a bit of trouble as well. So she's she on the on the time on the clock she's always thereabouts. But um, but I think uh, just the depth of racing here at the moment is just extremely um, it's difficult to win these free for alls, and um, yeah, no, she just. She's all, she always seems to find that one better or a bit of trouble, but no, she she'll be that um, that chaser, little bob up every now and again at odds. So she's probably one just to have something each way every time she goes round. Yeah, indeed, and obviously Fernando Star, you 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 collected the Peter Thomas with that greyhound a couple of weeks back. 
he's been another one that uh, that just keeps going on and on. D- a decent lid of that one as well. Fernando Starr and Sir Monty, but out of those two, I think originally you were, you're thinking maybe Sir Monty was the better one, but Fernando Starr's probably the ones with the run on the, runs on the board, isn't he? Yeah, well, um, they sort of have their moments, them too. Um, you know, Sir Monty will look good at certain stages, and then Fernando Starr will come out and look good at certain stages. So, look, overall, I don't think there's much between them. Um, just the, the luck of box draws and the luck in running probably pays a, plays a massive part for them too. So, yeah, look, but uh, overall, I don't think there's much between them at all. Uh, on to Friday night, bust or boom. Uh... I tipped again at his last start. I seem to be the only one. He got absolutely smashed in and uh, 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 duly saluted. Seems to strike an easier race here in a mixed 5-6. Uh, uh, Box 7, I'd say, is perfectly fine. Vacancy inside should lead and win. Yeah, it uh, looks to be uh, like that, Callum. Um, yeah, um, he's, his first start, he just, you know, you could see he needed the run uh, when he pulled up, so I wasn't too concerned about it. And he still went twenty two ninety, which is... Not too bad. So, yeah, no, I looked for a more forward showing last week and he did it. So and I'm real happy with that. And I think there's still some improvement to come. So hopefully he can keep going forward and, um, you know, he, he continues on. He's, he's winning away and, and he, he should go up through the grades pretty quickly um, just with his box speed alone. But, yeah, Friday night's event looks looks a good one for him. Obviously a dog that's very close to your heart, uh, Luke. You, you co-own the dog with... Uh, Tom Percy, a very prominent uh, individual over here in the West in the legal scene. Tell us about that. Yeah, um, Tom was looking uh, to get involved in a few dogs around the place. And, um, yeah, Linda was the one that sort of um, mentioned him coming into Bustle Boom. And, um, yeah, I was more than happy to do that. And, yeah, no, it's, um, Tom gets very excited when he goes around because um, I've... I've talked him up a fair bit, so um, I've, I've got I've got him a bit excited. But um, yeah, no, he's he's loving it, and yeah, he wasn't he wasn't too discouraged by the first run either. So yeah, no, no, we're having a ball owning him, and yeah, hopefully he can continue winning for us. Uh, On to race two, Weston Irish, probably a frustrating dog for the kennel. Wants to cut hard early to the fence, and then wants to race off the fence. Um, I was on last week. I was it was a struggle watch, but I thought the run was absolutely massive. From box seven may look a little bit tricky. Yeah, it does. Um, I know. I know how much ability this dog's got, and I know he's a lot better out of the boxes than what he showed last week. I just, yeah, I don't. I just, I'm not really getting why he's missing it, um, and that's probably half his battle. If he was actually beginning and and cutting left and and doing those sort of things, he'd probably put himself in in a more prominent position. But when you come out like he did last week, you just end up in no man's land and. Even um, the run was massive. Still, um, even if he if he um, if he doesn't get checked up the home straight, he probably goes close to winning it. So, yeah, he is very frustrating. But um, when he when he sort of begins and um, and comes out one night and shows us what he can do, he's gonna he'll probably set the track alight. And Saturday night, uh, we, we turn to have a look at that uh, that card. A dog that, uh, well, a little bit up and down. We don't quite sure how to read it. Uh, Hurricane Tears going around in a 7.15-metre race. Uh, that's race nine on Saturday. Uh, tell us a bit about this dog. Um, yeah, he's he's a dog that needs to lead and lead clearly. Um, that's just his go. When um, when he sort of gets back in a pack or midfield, he just doesn't know quite how to handle dogs around him. So, um, 
yeah, he's one of them dogs. If you if you look at the race and think he's going to lead and lead clearly, then that's when that's your time to have some, you know, have a bet on him. But if you don't think he's going to lead clearly, well, you just steer away. So, yeah, um, on Saturday looks a race where he should lead clearly and and show us what he's all about. So, hopefully, um, Van Buren doesn't land too close to him and he can just free ball out in front and, and uh, you know and run and run a bit of time up front and hopefully he hangs on. Uh, West on Harmony, just quickly, a dog that's uh, racing in the novice has got really good ability, maybe suited drawn a little bit wider? Yeah, definitely suited drawn a bit wider. And, um, yeah, the, the race looks a bit hard on Saturday for my liking. So, um, yeah, look, she's, she's probably, she'll probably be competitive. But, um, yeah, whether, whether that clear run comes early for it um, with the dogs around, oh, I don't know. I haven't looked that much into it yet. But, um, yeah, I'd probably prefer a draw wider. And um, I think the night she won off the eight and, and, and won a maiden, I was, I was on that night. So, yeah, no, nah, you've... You, you generally you generally look for her to be drawn wide, and that's when you put your money on. All right, there we go. Plenty of chances, uh, as there always is uh, for uh, the Chris House Kenlin. Obviously, you'll be very prominent indeed, uh, mate. Uh, taking the dogs out there. Uh, look, best of luck with it all, uh, and uh, looking forward to seeing that these dogs come up. Yeah, no worries. Thanks, guys. Uh, yeah, no. Ho- hopefully, um, hopefully, have a bit of luck over the weekend. All right, good stuff. Luke Townsend there, the kennel foreman for the Chris House Kennel, one of the power teams here in Western Australia. And uh, just quickly, Cal, your thoughts on uh, Hurricane Tears? Yeah, a dog that needs to lead to win probably leads on Saturday night, so I think we might see his best. And if he is that decent price, I think you probably have a little bet. Yeah, indeed. I'm agreeing with you on this one. I've avoided the dog... Uh, on most occasions because he is very temperamental, but I'm on board with him on uh, Saturday night. Well, there we go. That's uh, what uh, Luke Townsend uh, thoughts were uh, for the Greyhounds over the weekend. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we'll have David Shaw. Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. We are back and joining us is uh, David Short from Tab Touch. How are you, Shorty? Very well, thank you, JB. Leia, Cal, nice to be with you guys. How are you on this Thursday? Excellent. Very good. Excellent, excellent. We're all happy and and, uh, we're very (laughs) excited. After some uh, pretty decent racing at Cannington last night, happened to be there, gave the trophy to Enzo Credelli uh, after his greyhound barefoot tycoon won the Spring Maiden Classic. Uh, this dog looks like a handy one coming through. Yeah, certainly. It was a good deep race there last night, that's for sure. And uh, barefoot tycoon winning in 30 and 39. Nice result for the Credelli Kennel. Once again, uh, nice prize money too there last night. So a uh, big result for them there. Barry McPherson had a good night last night, global event. Uh, we did mention on the program a few weeks ago, this greyhound had its paw on the till and got to the payout window for us there last night, which was nice. And the race straight after, Winston Mia was also a nice result. I think the man in the studio there was pretty keen on those two last night. Is that right, Callum? Yeah, it was a good result. Um, I thought Winston Mia was a great win. I thought... Sunset Firefly on the outside. I was a bit nervous in the run, but it, it fought and won, and I thought it was quite good. Fought as indeed, in, as yeah, in raced hard, yes, indeed. It was a <laughs> uh, good contest, actually, between those two. You're right. 
Uh, day of the Sunset Dogs continue to race really well. Sunset Toxic was an impressive mm. winner in 29.79 for Dave uh, Hobby. Nice to see the old campaigner dandle up Casper, the white dog, get the chockies as well there for Tanya Thomas. 30.03, he's been a grand old campaigner. Uh, fronts up week in, week out. If uh, he gets the, the splits in the run, always hits the line pretty hard. And uh, late in the night, Sunset Nuclear, another winner for Dave Hobby. The, the time was what really stood out in that race, 29.71. Another very bright future ahead for uh, Sunset Nuclear. Yeah, those uh, Sunset uh, dogs, as you mentioned, Shorty, really uh, on fire, which is what we've expected, I guess, from the get-go with them. Just uh, quickly on that, uh, on Barefoot Tycoon, notice the dog was wearing blinkers. This seems to be becoming a, a bit more of a common thing in greyhound racing. Well, it does. Noticeable, I guess, the pin-up dog for blinkers is Flake Manelli, who right. has uh, adapted to racing in blinkers in, in grand style. But uh, there's... Quite a few dogs Australia-wide now that um, if they're not quite concentrating at different stages, um, it's a chance for them to just really knuckle down and tune up. And um, it's a tool that's being used to good effect by many trainers. Yeah, certainly becoming more in vogue. Uh, so anyway, if we're getting uh, better results out of those dogs, that's a good thing. What about uh, tonight at Mandra Shorty? What do we like down there? I thought it was a really tough card, to, to be honest with you. That Obviously, the highlight will be the free-for-all. We uh, butter up again and look forward to seeing Oriental Owen start another winning burst, hopefully, tonight. Um, Braun Box number four still chasing that 50th career win. Won't be a walk in the park, though. The ground drawn in Box two at Carly's been racing really well. Uh, the one that Cal threw out last week, Happy Rage, is in the race again, drawn Box eight. And uh, one at bigger odds in the race, Ed the Expert, is one that will probably go around at big odds. But um, three starts in a row now, this dog's been placed at good odds. And um, it's one that you want to have on side for the, the back end of trifectas and first fours, I would have thought, there uh, heading into the free-for-all tonight, the mental health and wellbeing awareness. Yeah, come on, Owen. Uh, I think Cal likes happy rage because that's the state that he, uh, he he operates in for most of his life. What about, <laughs> <laughs> what about some of the other, other ones down there, mate? Anything else? Uh, I thought tonight, no, not a lot there that I can yeah. push the punters into. Friday night, Mandra, a lot more confident about a couple of runners on the program here. I thought uh, that we could definitely be getting something out of Wise Storm in race four, number five. This was a really good run last week, 27.60, only run down in the final stride of the race. In a race where there's not a lot of early pace, I think Wise Storm should be able to sit on top of the speed and be hard to run down. The clear dangers wander pepper. Uh, it's drawn box eight, and we'll be getting a fair way back, though. So uh, Wise Storm may well have a buffer and be able to hold on this week. Race four, number five, Wise Storm. Uh, deeper into the program, very keen on the prospects of Tours are on an each-way basis. Race nine, number eight, um, drops in grade here. has been racing well in tougher events. Um, can certainly run a race at odds. Brooksy Manelli's a great place banker for us in race 11, number eight. Very rare that Brooksy misses a place when it draws box eight. We can definitely be including Brooksy for place all ups and um, also thought the other highlight the free for all over the 405 metres Mermaid Manelli looking to continue her excellent record at Mandurah but it must be said this is one of the hottest 405 metre fields I've seen assembled for quite a long period of time guys it certainly is uh, I agree with you on Mermaid uh, it is very hot only one dog missing Einsteinium one of my favourites but uh, other than that yes agreed very hot race Indeed, and Saturday night, of course, all eyes on uh, race number four on the program, the Grand WA Spring Gift Final at listed level. Tommy Shelby has won from every box except box five, and that's the draw that he's come up with on Saturday night. He 
He's racing in sublime form. Uh, ran a new PB of 29.51 last week. And he, he'll take all of the beating, but he is going to need an element of luck from the old squeeze box, box number five. Yeah, the lemon. Can he make a lemonade from the lemons? We'll see. He's good enough to do it for sure. What about this one? We, we spoke about Campini coming back as being big news, but this is even bigger potentially. Your dog, Jumbo Jet, going around in race five on uh, Saturday night, Shorty. Indeed. They're very exciting. He's been six months on the sidelines. Of course, he's a full brother to Tommy Shelby. He's only had a handful of starts, Jumbo. He's got his own emoji as well, so uh, he's, <laughs> he's got a bit going for him, but what he does have to do is actually bring it to race night. So um, trials have been good. Um, he has to make sure, though, that he's at his very best from box five on Saturday night. He runs into Sunset Spitfire's brother, Sunset Hellfire, who was a really impressive winner in 2989 last week. So hopefully uh, Jumbo can bring his A game and, uh, and get us back onto the winner's list. Indeed, looking for some high-flying uh, work from uh, Jumbo Jet there. Well, anything else uh, Saturday night takes your fancy, Shorty? Yeah, certainly. I thought Pixie Minnelli looked a super chance. Uh, she's run into Tommy Shelby at four of her last five starts and there's no Tommy in this race on Saturday night. Comes up with box one with slow beginners in boxes two and three. That should allow Pixie plenty of room to boot up along the rail, either sit on Regal Twist uh, and Fab's Exos, or indeed boot up and hold them. Uh, in either of those scenarios, I think Pixie Minnelli becomes the grey underbeat, race three, number one. And, uh, well, an absolute old favourite of ours, Rolleston. She's had seven starts from box one for six wins and a placing. Um, she should be at good odds. This is a, a really deep free-fall over the 380 metres. Uh, I'll be all over Rolleston uh, when she draws box one. I bet up, race seven, number one. All right, good stuff. Thank you, Shorty. Happy punting over the next few evenings. Thanks for joining us. We'll catch up with you next week. Cal. Have you got anything to add to that? Uh, what are your best bets over the next few nights? Yeah, I've got two for tonight. Uh, race two, number two, his decision from box two should be getting down to the fence and storming home late. And race 10, number six, Junt Guard Dare, I think perfectly drawn out in six and mind his own business, potentially lead and win. Uh, on Friday night, I agree with Shorty. Race four, number five, Why Storm, think can lead and win. Uh, and race 11, number eight, Brooksy Minnelli. Don't worry about just place betting. This dog will be winning on Friday night. Oh, Brooksy uh, keeps coming up uh, per, a bit of a perennial for both you and uh, for Shorty. There we go, guys. Uh, looking forward to the racing ahead. Uh, spring gift final on, at Cannington on Saturday night. Really looking forward to that. Until next week, catch you later, guys.